previously on Reality Roundup. That Harold is an odd Yes, but she had to know that from the beginning. So she accepted him as a client. She should be prepared then. She's taking his money to provide adequate service. And I don't think she wants to try to find him an actual appropriate match. I'm Steve. And I'm Kelly. And this is Coupled with Chaos. Reality Roundup, volume number 52, You, Me, and My Ex, season two, episode seven, Where Is the Exit? Match Me Abroad, season one, episode three, Find Me a Find, which is, I don't get it, and Doubling Down with the Doricos, we're going to talk about season four, episode one, Like a Room Without a Roof. (laughs) So... I think real three really good episodes this week. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to Doricos, but I think there's some real good stuff for us to talk about yeah. as a couple mm-hmm. as as they kind of get into their current issues. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something really there to discuss. So first off, you, me, and my ex, where is the exit? Um, DeAndre does it again. First, I just want to say that I love this show. Which you, me, and my ex? No, the uh, the um, Match Me Abroad. Oh, we we are, and that does come second. Yes, but Match Me Abroad. But is I can't re- wait to get to it. Yeah, I think for us, maybe we'll talk a little bit—not the specifics—but let's talk about Match Me Abroad and how that suits maybe us, maybe a little better than the. Yeah, I love this show. It it's the quality. That used to be in 90 Day Fiance Mm -hmm. in the very beginning, like first season. Yeah, because it's not trashy. No, and it's real people where you go, well, this is a legitimate first meeting of two people. We know somebody. This was you at some point. You know somebody who's in this situation. Yeah. This is real life. Relatable stuff. Things. And this is what I think we don't get. I mean, the oddball thing is that you think about leaving the country and going to find a mate abroad, Mm -hmm. right? So there's some... Newness there. Yeah. And I like it because, I mean, this could even... And it would almost be sad that we would find that this would be a feeder into 90 Day because... But it very well could be. It is a sharp production and it it is a similar storyline. The only difference between it and before the 90 Days is that they're just meeting. Someone they haven't already picked somebody out, and it's they're meeting them through a matchmaker. We had a just landed. There was used to be Mm -hmm. a just landed ninety days. At least one season of that. So there was that, and this is something I think something similar. Mm -hmm. Um, I I really like it because it's different. Mm -hmm. It's just not as as trashy. It's orchestrated, I guess. Yeah, and it's you know it's not. We I joke on Love and Paradise is. Like banging in the Bahamas or whatever I call it. You know, it's just not that. Watching people go on their first dates with somebody that the matchmaker set them up with is like you almost forget that you're not a fly on the wall in the date. Yeah. It doesn't feel so much like there's a camera crew there and everything's orchestrated and it was that and i think we'll get into more of stanika's date this time but Uh we saw um susan's date last week that we Mm -hmm. talked about in the show yeah and you saw that and you felt it and you went yes 
Yeah, so I get the same feeling. I she don't does. even need the comments from Susan. Right. I see it. Yes. This guy react the same. This way. guy's just all about himself. Right. And getting his words in. So that'll be fun. We will talk about that in depth, obviously next. Uh, but first off. Where is so, the exit? Sorry, I just had to throw that in. No, you're right. I'm really excited about that. We talk show. about what we are as a podcast and what we talk about, and that's I think what what we are. Yeah. Right. Not talking about somebody's, um, you know, how fast they're sleeping together, or yeah, you know, it's not banging in the Caribbean. <laughs> I can't stand that show. <laughs> you know, it just it gets just gets to trash. I mean, yeah. people are like that, and they're it's just not what we are <sighs> no. as a podcast. So when we see somebody like DeAndre and you go, we all see it. You all see it. We're not running from DeAndre as just a A loser, a player. player. Yeah. He has no desire. He's not husband material at this point. His face when the producer asks, are you ready to meet Elodie's ex-husband? Yes. And you saw it. Because there's no other answer to this. Uh-huh. You can't bring Rowan in and not allow Elodie to have her ex-husband. Who she shares a child, child with. with. <laughs> and you not want to be a part of that? Yeah. Or you? I'm not necessarily ready for that. And they've been in a relationship for what, a year? Yes. And so how, Nine months how or whatever. are we not at that point? Already. Well, if you're not, then you're not. Right. Then it's time for her to move on would be my issue. This is a wake-up call for Rowan even. Yes, I agree. Like, uh, guess what? Checkpoint and didn't pass. <laughs> yeah, she even calls him out. And it, I think at this point, maybe it's good for Rowan to know this and to it get is. away Before from this guy. Before she gets any more time invested in this dude. Because he's just... You know, he talked about as maybe saving face was to spend the day with a daughter. <laughs> he has no concept of what it would entail. No. Let's just go into, I believe she's still wearing a diaper. <laughs> right. And this changes everything. In the kid world, I'm going to assume most everybody listening to us is probably in a relationship and probably has a kid. It's uh-huh. our, just our demographic would be who we are. Right. There is a huge difference between having a boy in a diaper and having a girl in a diaper. <laughs> that is true. In a boy in a diaper, and this take it from somebody who's experienced this firsthand, <laughs> you can just be put in the garage and hosed down. Right? Uh-huh. This is what happened to me. With a a girl, I don't have to tell you why it's if I have right. to tell you why it's different between a girl and a boy, then you just Right. There's a little more effort to get clean. Yes, and there's certain <laughs> and, procedures and that has to be followed. Yes. Or you're going to cause problems. Yes. So you can't just spend the day with them, have them <laughs> right. in a diaper and get this all resolved. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. No. It's very, very different. Yes. I think that it's even something that Elodie is going to have her surgery and... Yeah, she's not going to be comfortable with him taking care of her kid. We stopped it and rewound it. when In the preview, when they wheeled her out, I made you stop and look at this. 
because you I saw yes. her. She looked deflated. She looked um, comatose. Yes, yes. I said we've done this twice with you. Yeah, with with we, uh, surgeries that require anesthesia. Yeah, I said this is what you look like. Yeah. I think they probably did a good job. Yeah, even after the colonoscopy, same thing. You're just so out. Right. You're a different color. Yeah. I think she looked actually pretty good. If you want, she did. If, if you haven't experienced this with your spouse <laughs> and you see what Elodie looks like on the beach and you see what she looks like when they wheel her out of the back door of the facility, know that this is this is what happens. You're awake for – this happens about 30 minutes after you come to. Yeah. And it's just you're out cold. Yeah, I've had general anesthesia at least five or six times. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like what you look like also. And you need somebody to really – you would trust to take care of you and the children. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, I, I've even had the kids tell me uh, the first colonoscopy I had, I still had little kids. Little kids. Because um, I was only 40 uh, when I had the first one. So Holden would have been four. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kids told me I – had conversation with them and made no sense whatsoever. Incoherent conversation. <laughs> and I don't remember that at all. Mika I, picked you up from that, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember talking to them and I was eating food that she stopped and got me on the way back. But I don't remember myself thinking that I was speaking incoherently, but apparently I was. Mm-hmm. So. But you can't think that DeAndre, that she doesn't choose DeAndre to help her. Yeah, I, I says completely something. understand. Yeah. So yeah, you need somebody you can trust for sure. And, you know, he walks out and they do the stop the cameras, um, get the audio off. At least Elodie's smart enough. We'd like Elodie. Yeah, She's, we did. Um, pretty reasonable, pretty level-headed. She makes a smart move of getting the mics off. <laughs> She's seen some reality TV. <laughs> Stopping the cameras. I think production would go, yes, we'll stop the cameras. <laughs> no problem stopping the cameras. Le- whoops, left the mic on. Turn the lights off. Let's <laughs> leave the mic. Let's turn the lights off. Leave the mics on. But Elodie's quick to get the mics off. Yeah. Quick and off. And evidently, DeAndre ghosts Elodie after all. Yeah, I can't believe that. That's just who he is. What a loser. Right? He's just. Yeah. You know, they talk about trust. And I, you know, this trust thing kills me. It just does. If you're at that point, if you're even asking, then you're not trustworthy. You are, you aren't. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't really be a doubt. So. And I really think that Rowan is on the sidelines and has said from the beginning that she doesn't see him as being serious relationship material. That this is why they're not together. Mm-hmm. Because he is a, a partier. He's yeah. a, you know, fly by the seat of my pants, do whatever I want kind of guy. He's not a settle down, be responsible kind of guy. I wonder what happens if you're just so attractive, right? Uh-huh. He's a handsome fella, uh-huh. put together, 
you know, professional athlete mm-hmm. type Probably have person. have a good time. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's different kinds of pressure because of that. Like you just are on a different level of of temptation. Uh-huh. Maybe the rest of us don't have to deal with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The we'd attention. All, we'd all like to think how we would handle situations that we were in. You know, we'd like to go, this is how I would like to react. But you don't know. So most of us don't have to deal with whatever. We're 6'3", 190, <laughs> chiseled, and professional athlete. Right? Handsome uh-huh. fella. Yeah. Right? We don't have to worry. I don't have to worry but about that. But he's not uh, like a young athlete anymore. He's 26. I mean, he needs to be getting on with his life. Yeah, but that's just what he... He's not there yet. Right. He's still... Clearly. In, in his mind, he's still probably 21. She, Elodie, is way more mature than he is. And forced not to. not in the same... No, uh, emotional... You know, level at all. Maturity point yeah they're not in the same place in their lives and rowan must be smart enough to at least have seen that also right and that's what she said Hmm. i said we weren't going to talk too much more about josh danielle chantelle and jennifer there wasn't a whole lot more to this either um although evidently i i don't know what to believe with these they said that chantelle was like coaching uh, hockey with Josh. So, I don't get that at all. Yeah, I don't know. And it's like they were getting on Josh for being helpful in the house. Yeah, I don't know. Folding clothes happening. and doing stuff. and So Josh seems like a nice guy. What uh-huh. we find, and even in the preview, is that Danielle and Jennifer... Have become best friends. And Chantel's the oddball out. Yeah. So everybody in the house is getting along except everybody and Chantel. She just seems crabby. She We've does. been around those people. Yeah. That are just. Sucks the life out of the room. No matter what, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. And, and brings everybody else down as a result. Unfortunately, we see this in Kenzie also. Yes. Kenzie's done nothing wrong. No. Kenzie is 100% above board. In the right place. Yes, but she is a negative <laughs> Nelly. Something about her. The way she carries herself. Uh-huh. I think for her that she's even like straightening her hair. Yeah. Right? It just strikes me as, you know, there's no life to her. Yes. And it's wrong. I get it. We're all who we are. Uh-huh. And so. You can- just wonder how how the two of them are drawn to each other. Because they're complete opposites. Yeah, Kenzie's just. He's kind of a. I see myself in Kenzie. Right. I see myself in Kenzie. Right. I'm Uh not. Ho hum. Yeah. I'm a little. I got a lot of Eeyore in me. Like, whatever. Day day to day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just straightening my hair. Just another day. (laughs) I get it. So I'm not criticizing Kenzie. But I just see her and I go, well, you know. There's not a lot to make you go, she's fun to be around. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm not like I'm wanting to hang out with Kenzie. Right. If I chose one to hang out with, I'm hanging out with the popcorn maker in the kitchen. <laughs> she's probably having popcorn for breakfast. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't a bad idea. I mean, I wish you'd have a maybe not microwave popcorn, right. but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Here, Matt makes me 
I guess, enraged. Uh huh. I see him apologize, and I go, you know what? This is how he operates. Yeah. I mess up. He does what he wants. Yes. Says, I'm sorry, I won't do it again, and then does what he wants. Yeah, they replayed that scene about him making light of there being traffic issues, right? Yeah, and that was complete baloney. He was even spinning around trying to give the right plain background behind him and not show that he was already at a bar. I think I think it didn't matter to him. I think he knew that he was not believable, right? I think he didn't care. He didn't. And the fact is, he planned to go there from the time he left the house. Because even the ex said he always stops here. He always has. He always will. And I never wanted to go either. But I went because I couldn't stop him from going. Mm. And so she knew he was going to stop there. Yeah. So, I mean, he planned it from the beginning. He knew it when he left the house. And his, his reasoning, Kenzie's going to take him to his truck. And then, and then Matt's going to take him, take Chelsea to her car. But the reason why he's not going to go out after is not because he, it's not right. Not because he would make... Kenzie upset is because he has a hangover and he doesn't feel good. <laughs> he says he has no nothing to apologize for for going and having a drink with Chelsea. <laughs> so messed up. When in fact that's really the thing. The issue. Let's I mean let's go back two weeks and whatever. There was tasks in the house that they were going to agree to do. Mm-hmm. It goes back. I'm so mad at him from last week. And he abandons her to do all the work yeah, while and he goes and plays. We talked about it last week. Do you know what I've been doing while you're gone? And he goes, no, I don't because I wasn't here. I would literally have Smack hit him. him with whatever I had with me. I know that's violence. And I know we should not do that. But I would have struck him with whatever I had near me. You're, as my mom would say, I bash him over his bloody head. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wrong, right? Uh-huh. And that's who he is. He's comfortable with, you know, even making light of comfortable with the living situation. <laughs> I could see even Kenzie wants no part of this. Matt probably got a hold of production, you know, and and made this thing happen and told Kenzie that this is how it was going to go. Matt says he was an asshole and I was only thinking about myself. But he's going to do that again. Yeah. That's his M.O. Yeah. Hell. And she says that's why they're not together anymore. I made this comment about April. April. And this is April, John, Lauren, and Roy. That I believed that April may be the most troubled reality TV person that we have ever seen in any of our shows. She's got some deep-seated problems. She can't be alone. No. Her, and she needs to be. You talked about this previously, about needing to spend some time on your own. Right. To prove to yourself that you can do it. Right. And I think that would do her some good. Right. It's a big confidence builder. Because I, I, she seems smart. I don't know what – I can't remember what she does. Well, it's about being truly in control of your own life, not being at the mercy of someone else. It's a real freeing 
freedom feeling. Mm. And everybody needs to feel that at some point. You know, when you're in your parents' home, you don't have total freedom. Mm. You're still in their control. Right. You know, even as an adult living at home, there's still rules and things you have to abide by in somebody else's house. Right. And, you know, even if it's just a courtesy, you don't have the same level of freedom. Unless you live at our house and you're pretty free. (laughs) Well, it depends on who you ask. It depends on who, yeah. Um, But, you know, if you go straight from your parents' house to the house of a spouse or somebody you live with, you still, you haven't experienced that true independent feeling. And there's really something to be said for that. And it sounds like she's never done that in her life. Yeah, she and said to be something her about age and not have ever done that is crazy. I don't know that I wrote down the age, but she was in her teens, right? When she mm-hmm. got married, was it 16, 18, something, yeah, something like, like that, that is what it was. So she feasibly went from her parents' house into a marriage. Yeah. And so. And you're forever dependent in to some degree. Right. The, the decision-making is never 100% yours. I felt a little judgy, because I do that, when there was when she was showering. Oh, yeah. Right? Can you imagine? On camera, in front of cameramen? In front of the cameramen? Wow. Or camera women, camera people, whoever they are, whoever. I don't want to assume. You notice that Lauren didn't get in the shower. April got in the shower. Right. She is naked as a jaybird. <laughs> Uninhibited. That takes some confidence, I guess. I guess. Confidence I probably don't have. She says that John may be intimidated by Roy. I'm Do thinking, think? when are you just now realizing this? <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and I think this is, you, this is a problem of yours and Roy's. Mm-hmm. You guys did this. John never had a chance. No. John's a troubled guy. Yes. We know John. Right. Not personally. Right. We know of John. Uh-huh. We live next door to John. Uh-huh. Or a guy just like John. A little yep. older. Yeah. I've been in, I I spent five years in the military, another few years in the reserves. I know John. Mm-hmm. John's not a stable guy. Right. Got some issues. Yes. I mean, we've seen it. There's yep. a lot of Johns in this yep, world. There are. Um and it's not like a fault of John. John's a, a product of what the military does a good job of creating mm-hmm. and then throwing out in the world. Right. And they have trouble adjusting. And they do. Yeah. And so April's not the guy that – or, or April's the not the lady that John needs to be around to fix this. Right. But very frequently, April's the kind of person – that Johns are attracted to. Right. And it doesn't work out. It's no. volatile. Yeah. And Roy should know this. Mm-hmm. Roy's military too. Mm-hmm. And th- I mean, this stuff like this happens all the time. We see it on, you saw it so much even in Germany mm-hmm. where it would be a wife moves from one husband to the next and doesn't even leave the, the assignment. Base. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're just still right there. Right. So I'm going, Roy's the problem. April's the problem. John's got his own issues that mm-hmm. probably aren't John's to fix. He needs help. Mm-hmm. So what's John supposed to do in all of this? 
What's yeah. he supposed to do? He's he's hosed. Right. And you could go, there's John's wrong. Sure, there are things wrong with John. But the the combination of Roy and April and this thing and yeah, having Roy nice. around. And in the preview, we see April in the hot tub with Roy. Oh. And it sure looks like something's about to happen. It sure does. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lauren's around. We were a bit surprised that – I don't know that we knew that Lauren and April weren't in a physical relationship. Yeah, I mean we, we hadn't seen it, but they certainly implied it. And, mm-hmm. I mean they called it a domestic partnership. So – And I thought that was odd. But it makes but more sense it now. It makes more sense now. They're basically best friends that are roommates. Yeah, it's really what it is. I guess they cuddle, or what was the word that we saw in Doricos? Um, sh- I'm trying to think of what it was in the preview. Caboodle or something? something like that. Yeah. I forget. I'm sorry, I didn't take good notes during that, but whatever that was. And he said, "Uh oh, we need to have the birds and the bees conversation." <laughs> right. Canoodle. Canoodle. What's canoodling? What I don't know. <laughs> so, but it sounds, I guess, inappropriate. It depends on where you use it. <laughs> But Lauren says she's going to be in a rela- she's in a relationship. So Lauren wants out. Craves intimacy yeah, and is headed out, leaving April alone. And she's panicked. You can see it. So the thought is she runs back to Roy. Right? Yeah. This happens, the hot yep. tub happens and yep. here she goes. Vulnerable again. Yep. <sighs> no responsible decisions being made here. Yeah. You had a nice conversation you said this week with Jody about um, Caroline and Alex. Yeah, yeah. How did that go? Um, you know, I just think that obviously, I I believe that he legitimately cares about her deeply, loves her, wants to make things work. I think he's really trying. His best. Is that enough long term? I think she is doing the same. I think they were best friends. They had a great friendship, which is an excellent foundation for a long term relationship. They were friends first. And I think it naturally led to more because they were so comfortable with each mm. other. And, you know, we're maybe going through some stuff and we're there for each other. So. I mean, we saw this relationship develop. Because Alex had Stephen, and Stephen's a turd. Right, exactly. Um, so, I mean, we believe their relationship is legit. But I think that, obviously, that's a huge life change for Alex. Mm. Completely. 180. So, I mean, there's Literally. a lot of adjustments that and have even to that Marlon, place. the photo guy, was like, hey... W- when did this happen? Right, exactly. The switcheroo is what he calls yeah, it. Yeah, because he dated him too. <laughs> so, you know, I think that there was a lot for them to work through. I think Carolyn is a very patient and understanding partner for him. Mm. And I think they stood a better chance of working through the transition and establishing a strong foundation for a long-term relationship if it was just the two of them. But I think throwing a pregnancy and a baby into the mix this early in the relationship 
which forced them to take the next step mm. sooner than they were ready for. They may never have taken the next step. And then to have both of them be so young and unready emotionally for the responsibility of a baby, having no exposure really to babysitting or being around babies in a in a caregiver. Yeah, type and they situation. don't have strong family. Yes. Carolyn's mom is not either. supportive. Right. And it looks like Alex's dad is also not really a nurturing person. Right. So they don't have that support system or that past experience to feel comfortable with parenthood just yet. Mm. And they're so woefully unprepared. I mean, everybody is, but they're really unprepared. I mean, at least I, I mean, I babysat for years as a teenager. That's and nothing. I had nieces and nephews. Nothing. I had a nephew who lived in my house who I helped take care of. So... You know, I've changed diapers and yeah. done all that stuff. It's the sleep part. As a I, young person. That nobody yeah, gets. you can't prepare for that, but they're unprepared for all of it. I mean, re legitimately. <laughs> I'm not sure they know what babies eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. this is all new. They're going to be in a textbook How, or on Google. Typically, constantly. I think for you, in the first, say, let's a month, the longest period of sleep you would get would be what? <sighs> With I know it was first, different. Yeah, let's go with the first one. But the one. first child with, was the worst because he ate a lot for a long time. He's an a hour. Fat, fat baby. Yeah. An hour. He got up and every- And he could eat. He got this up, boy yeah, could every, eat while he slept. Yes. He got up every two hours and then ate for an hour. And so there was an hour between he finished eating and the next feeding- and in that time, I had to change his diaper, right. get him bundled, put to bed, and then get to bed myself. So less than an hour at yeah. a time. I was a complete zombie. <laughs> I didn't know what day of the week it was. I think this would be the one if you would hate. it was day or night, it all ran together. I was so sleep deprived. I remember just sitting in a chair and just crying because I didn't even know what day it was. <laughs> This is what you're – so if you yeah. are actually a listener and you haven't had kids, um, Kelly's and, not the one to talk you into this. And I had no help. You right. know, we had no like family involvement. <laughs> My function was different. It's not a lot I can do. You breastfed. Um, yeah. We had three kids who never had a bottle. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. It was a lot. So that's a big financial help. Yes, it is. Right? Yeah. You produced a lot of milk. <laughs> I did that. Sometimes more than I needed, unfortunately. Oh, so I don't know. I mean, she's got preeclampsia. So yeah. any briefing on that before we close? Yeah, it, you get elevated blood pressure and it, it elevates so much that it's dangerous for mom and baby. It can cause um, strokes uh, and, you know, it puts both of them at risk and it can you know, elevate very quickly and be very serious. And actually, you know, it could cause the death of the baby. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a real serious thing. Tough to have as a, your first pregnancy. Yeah. And but, it's more likely when you're overweight. But isn't it wonderful that our that medicine and our, our, the way that we at least do things here gotten to a point where they, they, they cannot identify this and right. find this out. And I'm glad, too, that she had the good sense when she didn't feel right to go to the doctor. Right. Because a lot of people don't. And 
you know, it can mean the difference between life and death, literally. So, because as a new pregnant woman, you never feel right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. This I mean, is you all... just don't know what's a normal mm. feeling and what isn't. By the third or the fourth. Then you know. Yeah, I got and this. And you can have the doctor telling you, no, there's no problem. I got going, this. Yeah, there's right. a problem. I'm telling can you, we do this problem. in a video call? Right. You didn't have that then? No. We will cover Match Me Abroad and Doubling Down with Doritos. That will be next. So subscribe. All the instructions are next, so stick around. Stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. You can listen to the rest of this episode by subscribing to our Coupled with Chaos channel on Apple. By subscribing to our Patreon. Or by subscribing to our Supercast. For $3.99 a month. Where you can hear us talk about reality shows, real life, and more on our podcast. Covering shows airing on TLC, A&E, Bravo, and the WE Network. Just follow the instructions in the show notes. Tell your friends about this podcast. And rate and review us on your favorite podcast player. Follow us at Coupled with Chaos on all the socials. Or contact us directly by email at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. 